Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the economy, the stock market, and the world of personal finance. We are your host, Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies. Good morning, Gilbert. How you doing? Good morning, Andrew. I'm good. Thank you very much. Hope you had a great President's Day. Yes, the markets were closed yesterday because of President's Day. So this is the first trading day of the week here Tuesday. It's technically Fat Tuesday, February 21st. 2023 and it is almost 9 30 here in beautiful Kerrville, Texas. So let's jump right to it. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member Fenner Civic, Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index with 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. All right. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Happy Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday once again. Uh, let's take a peek at what we did for how we ended last week. So the S&P, Dow Jones, and NASDAQ were headed for a third week in a row of a little choppiness. The NASDAQ was the only one that eked out a gain. The Dow Jones says it was flat here, but I saw another headline that calculated that it was technically negative on the week. So that's the third rough week, possibly the third down week for the Dow there in a row. Um, but they, all three major indexes are still holding on to gains for since the beginning of this year. So the NASDAQ being the leader there, just shy of 13%, uh, and, then, and the Dow Jones being the loser there, of, but still up over 2% so for the year. And the S&P is about 6.5% for the year. So still holding on to the rally that we saw in January in the first part of February, but looks like the market rally so far is starting to lose some steam. Now, that is mostly due to the fact that the expectations have shifted about what the Fed is going to do with their interest rate hiking path. Looks like they're going to maybe go higher than previously expected with interest rates and possibly hold them there for longer. And that's really been weighing on markets over the last couple of weeks. We heard from a couple of Fed officials at the end of last week that they, they were in favor of possibly shifting back to half a percentage point hike or 0.5% from a previous 0.25 or quarter percent rate hike that they had been doing previously. Gilbert and I had talked about that. We really don't think that we'd see any of that just because that would, that would possibly uh, signal loss of credibility for the Fed. And none of them want that right now, especially in this late in the stage of their fight against inflation. They have brought it down from the highs of 9.1% since the middle of last year, but struggle uh, looks like it might be a struggle to bring it down the rest of the way, even though that they are you know, down to close around 6% for headline inflation and core is actually sub 6%, which excludes the volatile food and energy prices. And of course, that's import important because those two are tied to commodity prices that trade on global markets. So really focusing on the core piece of inflation has allowed them to, to you know, claim the progress that they've made so far in their fight against inflation, but they still have a ways to go. 2% is their target. So little ways to go there. Uh, we do hear from one other Fed official the middle of this week, and then the end of the week is going to be the big kahuna for the economic and data front. We get personal income, personal spending, and the second measure of inflation that we get every month 
uh, for the month of January. So this is going to be the same period that we got inflation for headline inflation for previously last week was CPI, consumer price index. The one we get at the end of this week is uh, help me out. PCE. P it's PCE, but personal consumption personal expenditures. expenditures. I was doing so good there. I got I got hung up. I was staring out the window and drew a blank. So yeah, personal consumption expenditures. It includes some substitutes and uh and has been trailing CPI, the headline inflation, up until this point. So, but that is the Fed's favored metric of inflation. So the, all eyes will be on that, the personal consumption expenditures at the end of the at the end of the week here. So that's kind of what we got going on. Uh, the, there is some data that is due out between now and the end of the week, but it's nothing that's too flashy, too newsworthy. Um, you know, there's treasury auctions. Oh, we do. One thing I did not mention is tomorrow at 1 p.m. our time, we do get the FOMC minutes from their from the Fed's last meeting in February. So that will be kind of a big deal. Uh, market participants, analysts, economists like to pick that apart and really try to figure out if there's any nuggets in there, uh, language that has been updated that the Fed is signaling more aggressiveness or more dovishness um, towards their interest rate hiking cycle. So um, that that will be due out tomorrow. But other than that, that's pretty much it. The la We'll just be kind of waiting on um, Friday to come to see some of this data. Now, of course, the, the reason we kind of talk about it like that is because the, the Fed has recently put more emphasis on being quote unquote, what they call data dependent, uh, even though that technically they're supposed to always be data dependent. But as of late, especially after January, when we had that blowout over half a million payrolls and jobs, private jobs that were added in January, uh, they've really kind of uh, simmer, sit, settled down and said that, listen, we're going to really remain data dependent. But, you know, that that would have read another article this morning, a headline that was talking about how their thought was, and it was in the Wall Street Journal, that they thought that, yeah, that might be the case, but because there's a lot of uncertainty, we're going we're gonna to see a lot of volatility in the equity markets until we actually get to the point where the Fed stops raising rates. So um, I guess the question there is, if I'm going to kick it over to you, Gilbert, what would be what would be the what would be the data? Now, we talked about this previously, but and, and we really think it's in the jobs report, but what would be the data that signals to them that's been enough? And then when do you think that might be the case? If you had to guess today, when? Good, good question. And, and you're you're right to tie it all back into jobs because that's everything that we're talking about, inflation, PCE, CPI, uh, higher interest rates, uh, volatility in the stock and bond market, all of it's tied into the job market, all of it. Because the job market is so strong right now instead of seeing a contraction in the economy, we're actually seeing growth in the economy. Now, normally growth in the economy would be a great thing, but when the Fed is actively trying to reduce inflation, and they, they've done a pretty decent job, at least it's not um, real high again like it was back last summer, but the, the job that they're doing is not quick enough. We still have very high inflation relative to their target, 2% is the target. It's right now about 6.2. That's what it was for the month of January, the latest data shows. That's still three times higher than they want it to be. And it's all because jobs, 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 jobs. And oh, in case I didn't mention and you didn't hear me the first time, jobs, it's jobs. Uh, the job market is still very, very strong. We're at 
you know, 60, 70 year lows in the job market. Um, generally, like I said, that's that's a good thing. But because the job market is so strong, the feds are going to find themselves in a tougher spot when it comes to controlling inflation. And to answer your question about when is it going to change, I think there's there's a couple things. Number one, there was a real good article, and Andrew, I sent it to you the other day. Um, uh, one of the big hedge fund titans out there, a guy named Dan Loeb, was putting out a uh, put out a research report for his hedge fund, talking about how he thought that perhaps the market is, and the economy is reading the signals incorrectly from the job market. Um, and, and I think that the feds are not going to stop raising interest rates until they see that job market turn around and start going up, the unemployment rates start going up again. Um, what we've seen over the past few months is small business is really going in and backfilling a lot of jobs that they had open during the pandemic that they couldn't fill. And at some point, I think in the next month or two, they're going to hit a wall and say, okay, we've backfilled all those jobs that we had open. Uh, now we need to uh, normalize what we're doing. And if the economy slows down, like we think it will, at some point, small businesses will then have to start laying off people but we probably won't see that until summertime. <clears throat> so it, it's it's anybody's guess, but it, it all relates back to jobs. I think the feds are not going to stop raising interest rates until the job market improves. And by I mean improving, I mean the unemployment rate goes up, which which I know is um, not, not what anybody wants to see, and especially if you're one of the ones that loses their job. But uh, th these are the things that have to happen in our system in order for the economy to get back on sure footing and to put a stop to inflation. Because I think most of us will agree that inflation is a really, really insidious type of problem to have. And we know that with the job market, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. But inflation, if you can't get rid of inflation in the economy, get it down to a more reasonable level, it, it causes so many problems for everybody all over the place, especially those at the lower, the towards the bottom of the income scale. Um, it takes a larger and larger percentage bite out of your income than it does for somebody on the higher end. But don't don't misunderstand, inflation is still a problem even for rich people. In fact, I don't know, Andrew, if you saw that article in the Wall Street Journal the other day that talked about a rich session. I did. Yeah, I read that, some of it. That that article was very interesting in that it talked about how if we have a recession, that their thesis is that the those on the higher income scale, the, the people that are considered rich, um, would would have more of an issue because. Uh, the the thought is that those on the lower income scale or the lower end of the income scale have increased their wages to such an extent uh, it, here recently that if we have another recession there, they should be better able to handle those problems uh, that typically they're not able to in a normal quote unquote recession. So uh, th there's a lot of turmoil right now, a lot of uh, questions, who knows what it's going to be, but I think we can pin it all back to jobs. Yeah. And I think that article was interesting, especially the part that you mentioned about the wages in the post 
COVID uh, world or economy, those on the lower income scale have been able to find higher wages, which was kind of a, uh, a staple in their thesis and mm -hmm. their theory about. Yes. Yeah, I just I thought that was interesting. So they didn't say that the lower income side of the scale is not going to be affected by uh, a recession, but they said that it would affect the wealthier end of the spectrum in a different way than it otherwise would have the lower end of the spectrum not been able to earn or have that wage growth. But, but remember, so, everybody, inflation affects all of us, um, right. maybe at a little different level, different pace, but inflation is a butt kicker and, and the, the feds need to get a handle on inflation. They need to get it closer to that 2% level um, because most of us, you, me, and the average person, um, those on the high end, those on the low end, uh, you and me, Andrew, in the middle, we it, inflation is just such a, ah, it's so stressful. Um, it, it's really difficult uh, to see any real wage gains if all of your uh, wage gains are going, are getting spent on inflation due to inflation. So right. um, I, I think jobs, jobs, jobs. And like I said, if you didn't pay attention or didn't hear me the first time, jobs. The on the if we talked about the shift of the expectations about interest rates and here's a little tool that does show some of that. So this number last beginning of last week was up in the 90s. Now that big blue bar on the left has dropped into the 70s. That just means that the, the market is starting to price in a bigger chance of a half a percent interest uh rate hike so 0.5 percent for the fed at their next march meeting that's about a month away doesn't mean that they're going to uh doesn't mean that they've actually made the commitment to do the shift or anything like that it just means that the market expectations have shifted and that's what's been recently weighing on markets that we've kind of been talking about so there it is illustrated in the flesh and then uh may once again may and june we get a little further out we get a little more uncertain about whether or not they're going to keep raising rates it looks like the market currently has priced in june as the stopping point um, but that but once again there's uncertainty around are they going to continue the 0.25 percent rate hikes we think that they are um, but any bit of uncertainty adds to the existing uh, turmoil around that around that narrative so and if you look to the right hand side there finally you can see the dow jones sp and nasdaq are all down on the day again today as that narrative continues to play out in markets so thank you guys for joining us. That'll do it for us today. Don't forget, interact with us, share us, share our content. It helps other people find our show. We're on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn most weekdays that the stock market is open and all places that you find your podcast, including Spotify. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you back here tomorrow morning. We will be out, disclaimer, we will be out Thursday, um, but we will be here tomorrow and Friday when that data comes out. So enjoy the rest of your Fat Tuesday. If you go out, be safe. And happy Mardi Gras. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.